Ever wanted a career in football? At the Global Institute of Sport, you can now study a master's degree in football business or football coaching and analysis right here in Australia. GIS is the largest provider of sports degrees in the UK with campuses at Wembley and Etihad Stadium. Learn online with unique access to the iconic MCG and a big-hitting Australian industry network. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree and join GIS's global network of football leaders. Apply now to start in February 2023. Learn more at gis.sport slash fnr. That's gis.sport slash fnr. Victory looking to build. Barbarousas is quick. Is he in behind top or Stanley? It doesn't matter! Costa Barbarousas! Wow! I hope you've got your natural confectionery company lollies ready, Jason Goldsmith, because we are here to talk about a nice little sugar hit for the A-League. Danny Townsend announcing last week that the A-Leagues have drawn up a list of 35 world-class players that they'll target in the off-season in a bid to recover declining fan interest amid the coronavirus pandemic. Lockie Flanagan, Jason Goldsmith here on the Oz Football Hour to dissect this radical, free-thinking, new wave policy from, from the APL. I'm being a little bit too sarcastic. We, okay. we should, let's, let's actually actually discuss it. Um, when you saw this fly across uh, your desk, Jason, it did come as a little bit of a surprise because it was at announced or slipped out by Danny Townsend at this Western United function. So not an official announcement or anything, but no, uh, he, um, here it is. He did f- the, the Football Writers Festival in Jamboree, he flagged that one of the things they were looking at for their APL to the, in the next coming seasons is, is marquee or big-name players. The fact that they've got a short list of 35, I think, is the big news. The fact that they're looking at marquees is not really an issue because we, we get that seem to be every year we get that kind of conversation talking point. I mean, we talked about Daniel Sturridge a lot this season, Jack Rodwell for a, a tiny bit as well. But the fact that they've got a 35 list of players that they're looking for, I think he mentioned that they're going to actually be part of promotion as well. Um, as well as promotion, that these guys will be involved with clinics and, and promoting the game and the clubs rather than just being, say, a Alessandro Del Piero, who turns up and plays quite well, and then he, um, you know, goes goes to his own dressing Doesn't room. Doesn't really do too much in the in the way of media. Does nothing in the terms of media. Got his own dressing room, and then sort of leaves and departs, and that kind of thing. So, it it's an interesting one. Personally, that money that they've got, I do want do not want to see them waste this money. And all I can see is that they're going to waste this money because. If it's going on like some aging superstar that's going to come in here and get a few bums on seats, uh, pump pump the crowds up for the first few games as they normally do, then if they're not quite up to scratch, they sort of um, taper off, gets a few back pages, uh, gets a few TV sort of headlines on the news, and then then it kind of goes. The money that they've got, they need to be reinvesting in a streaming service and a TV coverage that actually works and doesn't alienate their rusted-on fans. And, and perhaps even getting active support back and involved with the mm. game because it's a short-term fix and 
Uh, Australia has been doing it since the 1970s. Well, you wrote a, a book on, on this very thing. I, I did. Uh, Lucas Gillard and I called Be My Guest and it's all about the marquee and the guest players I, that I come mean, into the game. I mean, you, you would be better placed than most people to know. Is this something, I mean, clearly, is, is this something that has, has worked long term for any of the clubs that have explored that sort of guest player star signing avenue over the years? Like, I'm sure it's brought some short-term tangible success, but has it ever laid the foundations in your research for something bigger? No, we looked at it and we tried to work out how can you actually measure it? How do you measure the success? Mm. Because in terms of crowds, absolutely, it bumps the crowds up. If you look at every every sort of marquee gets the crowd in and it bumps them up. I guess the most recent example that we can use, let's talk about David Villa at Melbourne City. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about um, Melbourne Heart have been bought out by the City Football Group. They rebranded, like, we're going to do a massive, we're going to do a hard launch. We're going to bring a World Cup winner from from Spain in David Villa. He's come out on the rule that we've got a 10-game marquee contract, which is the rule at the time. So we're bringing out Villa on 10 games. So they promote that. He's coming out on the 10-game contract. Um, he does all. He's all the face of all the promotion of the new club. First couple of games, he, he comes on in Sydney and he scores. Next mm-hmm. game in in Melbourne, it's uh, I think I mentioned it's only like a couple of times that Melbourne City have opened the top tier of Amy Park. That's a non-derby crowd, and they've had to do it because the interest is there. Yeah, um, but he only stayed for four games. If he had stayed for four games, yeah, they told it everyone. Ended up being a bit of a sham, didn't it? Four games, two goals, big home crowds, right? I mean, he's a good when he played, but Correct. it was he the fact twice, that he, but yeah. he, everyone thought he was here for ten games. Yeah. They sold memberships based on that. Yeah, um, a, a lot of people did end up feeling very by cheated it, right? by so the way that things turned out. Didn't like it at all. Um, and if you go back, uh, this, this is like it's littered with actual names that come through. The crowds are big. The newspaper support's there. But do the crowds keep coming back? You might pick up a couple of younger fans that maybe, you know, might have been, yeah. you know, um, Barcelona fans or whatever that came to watch that's now continue to go to Melbourne City games. But you can't really measure it. It's, that well. So it depends on the players that they get through because a lot of the times they've got these big name players, Daniel Sturridge, haven't worked. But when they've got a Bessart Barisha as the marquee, it's worked. Or Ninkovic the, yeah. has worked. It's, right? it, the, the, the fact that this is the, the strategy that's being pursued in the wake of we've just had this done with one club and Daniel Sturridge saw what less than 118 minutes or something like that. Yep. But anyway, anyway. You you bring up the David Villa thing, and it was it was a, a a short term little benefit, and we didn't see those crowds of between fourteen and fifteen thousand really sustained throughout mm-hmm. that season for City. But but David Villa is just one name that you know if we were to draw up a list of thirty five yep. players at the time probably would have been on that list. But what about if it's four or five of those names? You know, yep. for, for example, okay. Single marquees come and go, don't necessarily have a, a lasting long-term yep. impact. Is there a chance that if we have a, a, a bevy of them, say as we did thinking back to 2012-13 where mm-hmm. we had Shinji Ono, Emil Heskey and Alessandro Del Piero, you know, chief of those yep. trio joining in, is there a chance that if we build that kind of thing in the coming season with four or five top, top quality names that it could have a tangible benefit? Or, or do you think we, you know, sort of need to be putting the, um, you know, or not putting the, the card before the horse? I, I'm not sure. See, like, I, what you're saying in terms of getting the, all those names in one hit, yes, that works. So there was a famous game in 1977 where you had Malcolm McDonald, the leading uh, goal scorer for Arsenal, play against Charlie George. 
uh, who was playing at Derby County at the same. They played in the same game. They got fifteen thousand to a game on a Queen's birthday holiday in Melbourne, which was um, you know up against like five VFL games. It was a massive success. Um, you look at Del Piero's first goal. He's playing against Heskey, um, and that's a massive sellout crowd in Sydney as well. So yeah, they work. They absolutely they absolutely do work. But we, I think we've got bigger problems at the moment. So they need to fix a mm. few of the basics before they move on to this. So this is like the first season of, of it being uncoupled from um, Football Australia and then running their own. They've had like COVID interruptions. They've got flagging ratings, flagging crowds, flagging interest. That They probably need to do a few short-term fixes to do that before they move into yeah. this. Um, and But they say they're jumping in to, to look at these marquees. I, th- I think this is the element of all of this that kind of – Maybe maybe confuses me and, and aggravates me a little bit. Is that look? I'm, I'm sure the APL Paramount. These are big organisations. They're they're yep. capable of addressing multiple issues, or you'd like to think they're capable of addressing multiple issues in a single off season. But <laughs> the extent of the problems, not just with Paramount, for example, but the launch of the Keep Up platform, which has a content strategy that seems to be uh, a quite muddled, yep. uh, and b not not having nearly the amount of cut through that that anyone would have hoped, and c also just at sometimes not really functioning in the way that it should. There's already uh, quite a lot on the plate to resolve this off season, and as I said, maybe we're capable of dealing with all of these things at the same time. But I, I haven't seen any evidence to suggest that that can be the case. Like, can we not just sort of Focus on rectifying the basics. Let's get a stream that works. Let's get our dedicated digital hub actually functioning Mm -hmm. and delivering the content that Australian football fans want to see. And then once we've built those things uh, in a way that's sustainable and attractive, then we look towards the marquees. Maybe they can do it all at once, but I'm just not convinced we've seen any evidence to suggest that we have. So the, no, I don't think I don't think we have either. And so the thing that we need to lean on is more the Australian angle of this sport. So the the leading the leading soccer stories or football stories this week on mainstream media have been Ange Postecoglou winning for Celtic, an Australian manager. Uh, Liverpool winning the FA Cup was kind of there but glossed over. Sam Kerr winning the FA Cup for Chelsea, absolutely Australian girl from the A League that's actually done this. Um, uh, Jake Daniels, uh, a footballer for Blackpool, who's who's come out, but he's also um, attributed uh, inspiration to Josh Cavallo from the A League, who came out earlier in the season. Mm. Right? Well, these are Australian stories, right? That they can work on, but they don't actually work on it well enough, in my point of view, because we've now got um, we had ten Australian coaches in the A League this season, which is now going to be nine from next season because we've appointed a big name that's never coached. 